Here we are jumping off an hour three here of Tiger <laughs> Tailgating, WWLAMFM.com. K-Dog. On the campus of Louisiana State University in front of the Athletic Administration Building. It's LSU and Rice tonight at 630 in Death Valley. Coming up, you'll hear from LSU head coach Ed Ogeron, me and the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Sat down with him earlier in the week on Sports Talk. And, man, um, starting to pick up the traffic a little bit. Starting to get a little buzz here. Traffic starting to pick up a little bit. Yep, you're right. You're right. Herb, how many cookies in are you? Uh, I'm thinking four cookies in. Uh, my man, Mr. Bennett, came over with the football, threw the football around a little bit. And he, there you go. And gave me a little little bit of an appetite, so I ate four. That kid's seven co- years old. Chips. He's a giant. He's seven years old, and he's six foot two. <laughs> I like it, Bennett. <laughs> He might be playing in Death Valley one day. We might be doing a pregame show one for him. Day. You never know. He might come by and throw the ball with us and have a have a little combo with us. Bennett, shout out to Bennett for out here at LSU, young there LSU you fan. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU and Rice today. Tigers favored by 44. By the way, in college football, Ohio State survives a scare, 52-51. They beat Maryland in overtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you got to say. I don't like Ohio State. Never nah, did. I, I think like anybody the, does down here in these parts. I like the uniforms. I always did like the uniforms. Uh, but outside of that, and, and, and Jim Trestle, I really like Jim Trestle a long time. Sweater vest? Yeah, I used to love it. I thought he was one of the best. Yeah, looking around the college scoreboard, Notre Dame 20, Syracuse Go nothing. Woo! <laughs> Go Texas Tigers. Tech 6 nothing right now over, <laughs> over Kansas State all right. in the second quarter. Boston yes, College and Florida State tied at zero in the first quarter, early goings. Virginia. Trailing Georgia Tech thirteen to seven, so the Yellow Jackets getting it done. I know your your daughter's up there, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech. Yeah, she's at Georgia Tech. And she's doing well. Um, you know, they they just won last week. We was up there freezing our tails off. See you later, Mr. Bennett. Um, and and it was cold last week. They <laughs> played uh, Miami, and Miami looked horrible, to be honest with you. Um, Georgia Tech looked real really good. That was their seventh win, so they're bowl eligible. So she's going to be dancing at a bowl game somewhere. So we'll see. Where was Miami ranked against LSU? They were ranked league? like seven. Yeah, they were top ten. Yes. They're unranked now. They're losing to Virginia Tech seven to three. They're probably in like the first 46 quarter. right now or something. Yeah, West Virginia and Oklahoma State tied up at seven apiece. If you missed it earlier, the Citadel took uh, Alabama all the way to halftime at 10-10. But uh, they lose big time to the Crimson Tide. They got it together. Uh, I think it was, that, the ball game was 43-10 to last, last time I checked. Mm-hmm. Army and uh, – Army and – is it Navy? No, it's not Army Navy. It's December. I'm trying to. They, they played the first week of December, uh, Army Navy. But um, UML, UML okay. Army and UM, UML. I'll uh, I'll get to that here in a second. University. But they're t- they're tied at, at at forty. UMass Lowell Lowell Riverhawks. There so you go. UMass. Nice. All right. So Army forty, UMass forty as well. <laughs> Army game. football teams have a. They're having one of their best years. Um, yeah, one of their best years. What are they eight and They've two? had in a while. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 I mean, remember the game that they gave uh, Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, look, yep. I think they're going to have a chance to beat Navy once again. That's a huge deal for Army. Right. And look, I, I got I got some Army ties. All right, my father, twenty uh, year retired yep. Army officer, stationed at West Point, and just sent my son on Wednesday. Yep. To Fort Benning, enlisted in the Army. Congratulations, well. man. Yeah, man. I'm super That's proud awesome. of him. I'm super proud of him. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I just actually just got done writing him. My first letter to him, I told him he'll get a letter a day from me. Um, he's, he's doing one-stop uh, unit training, so he's going to be a cavalry scout. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be there for 16 weeks. But he gets to come home for Christmas. But I remember going through boot camp for me, and it was my father did the same thing for me where he wrote me a letter almost every day. Right. And mail call, if you're in the military, yeah. mail call, is like, that's the biggest day. That's the thing that you look forward to the most. So uh, we're going to shower him with, uh, with letters throughout this process. I'm super proud of him. And so I just told him, I, I sent him a quote. 
in every letter. And the quote this week was, never quit because quit, quitting becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's Michael Jordan it does. had that. Uh, he, he coined that phrase. So, uh, so, again, super proud of him. But Army and UMass tied at 40 um, in the first half, 145 to go in the second quarter. Sweet. Phone lines are open at 504 260 text 87870. Will LSU cover the 44-point spread over Rice tonight? 89% <laughs> of those voting in our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll online for you at WWL.com say no. 11% say yes. What say you at 504 260 We'll step away and come back. LSU coach Ed Ogeron with me in the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair earlier in the week. This is Tiger Tailgating here on WWL. Now, uh, Coach O, you have to be really proud. Uh, completely controlled the Arkansas game uh, on all three levels the first three quarters. Uh, but uh, it was a, it could have been a very convincing win. A win is a win, but you're up 24-3. to To let Arkansas come back, I mean, uh, you have to be somewhat disappointed. I know uh, you didn't have all hands on deck. You're dealing with injuries and all that. But I know you challenged a team that, look, when you got an opponent down, you got to step in their throat, put the nail in the coffin, and we got to have more of a convincing win. And obviously, you don't want to do that against Rice. No, no question. We wanted to finish the game. You know, our players are disappointed. But, you know, Bobby, I was happy that we won the game. Uh, a lot of teams would have went up there and messed the thing up. Uh, we got great character on our football team. That was a hard week after Alabama. It was cold up there. Those guys didn't let the weather bottom. So I was pleased with the win, uh, to get away with the win. And then, you know, uh, just happy that our football team is 8-2 right now. We get nice coming in. We want to finish this season very strong. LSU coach Ed Ogeron here on Sports Talk. Coach, you said yesterday in your press conference that you feel like somewhere along the way the offense has lost their identity. How do you get it back, and what do you think caused that, that loss of identity? I just talked to Steve. You know, he, he's done a tremendous job for us. And, uh, you know, the Georgia game seemed like we were clicking on all schools. So just get back to our run game, our play-action game. Get back to doing the things that we can do best. I think we try to over- overcompensate in some areas and it's hampering us a little bit. We need to open up the offense a little bit more. And I think Steve's going to do that. Now, uh, Coach O, I know you challenged offensive line. Because you were an offensive lineman, made all-state offensive tackle. I don't care if it was the high school level, all-state defensive tackle. Uh, so you you know the trenches. And I know that has to bug you or somewhat uh, that you want to get in the lineman's face because I know uh, that, that I would. Uh, that uh, Come on, you got to step up to the challenge. Can you win man-to-man? And it's all about pride. And I know you acknowledge yeah. that, uh, especially when you look at Alabama and then going forward, that look at the Saints, perfect example. Listen, everybody wants to look at Drew Brees, oh, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. It's all sexy, but who wins on the line? The Saints' offensive line is so freaking dominant, it's like scary. And that I don't care if you're going against the Dominican Sioux, Aaron Donald, that the fans follow the football, but truly, can you win in their trenches? I, I don't care what the rule changes that the future NFL or, or like college football or just American football in general, it's still can you win in the trenches? No question, Bob. It's a big man's game. We we aim to get better on the line of scrimmage. I like our guys. We've got to get better some technique. We've got to finish. Uh, they're trying. You know, we had a lot of lot of uh, injuries to the offensive line. Coach Craig has done a tremendous job, but as you know, the game's won in the trenches, and we've got to get better there. And we uh, – 
we're going to improve. Well, we're going to continue to recruit great guys to add to the guys that we have here. We're going to get bigger, stronger, and we're going to be ready to go. So, wait, Coach O, you said trying. I, I, no, no, you being politically correct. I mean, you mean like trying. <laughs> uh, come on. Come on. Uh, are, are you going to man up and drop your cojones, so to speak? Or are you going to win? Or are you going to lose? Because the bottom line, you know, it, it's not no, it, it's not like, oh, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to do my best. Uh, l- listen, I- I'm old school with that. Either you're winning or you're losing. I know you're challenging the line going forward, whether it's against Rice or Texas A&M, and then going forward, you don't know how it's going to unfold to possibly be in that Final Four, go to an unbelievable bowl game. But uh, I'm looking at 2019, 2020. That uh, do, do they, do these young millennials, uh, you got to help me out. Because some of these young guys, I don't know if they can relate to old school because they're like sometimes, oh, like, oh, well, uh, you're being too hard on me. Is that is that a challenge? To, or do they accept the challenge, what it takes to be a man in the trenches? Yeah, you know, our guys do, Bob. And uh, I talk to them. I go in the offensive line room, as you know. I, I love it. I go talk to those guys. But I'm, I'm more encouraging nowadays. And uh, not calling anybody out, just get better at technique and challenge them to get better, believing that uh, these guys are going to get better. And I do believe we're going to finish strong with these guys that we have. Coach, how much do you love this guy sitting across from me and the passion that he, he brings? <laughs> I love him. Hey, he was the same way in the huddle, but you know what? We believed in him, man, and, and that's the way he is. He tells it like it is, but you know, Bobby always backed it up. Bobby backed it up with hard work, and Bobby was always going to make the play, so uh, he can say whatever he wants, I believe. <laughs> Coach, does your quarterback favor this guy sitting across from me? Does he does he remind you a little bit of? He does. He, he does a lot. No, no, no. He, he's not as uh, outspoken as Bobby yet. You know what I mean? But Bobby wasn't that outspoken when he was young. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. But, but, but hey, 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 Coach, oh, yeah, you got to get skins on the wall. <laughs> then you can be an outspoken. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got your skins on the wall, so you can talk. But you know what, Joe's a linebacker mentality. Uh, I, I brought Joe in my office. We talked this week. Uh, his play uh, has not been up up to par of what we want, and uh, he wrote down some things that uh, that he needed to get better at. We discussed that today. Joe's a champion. He's a hard worker. You know, I'm glad we have him for another year. Uh, we're going to continue to do things with Joe. We're going to grow in the offense. I love Joe Burrows. I also love Miles Brennan. Hopefully, we can see Miles play this week and see what he can do. Now, uh, Coach O, you want to talk about a champion? You know, who's a champion. And building upon uh, expectations and above and beyond board, uh, look at the Jefferson family. I look at Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Jaron Jefferson. Uh, who's with the Saints? Christian, his name right? Um, uh, the, the defensive back. The Ricky safety. Jefferson. Ricky Jefferson. Ricky. Yeah, he's so on now, Yeah, yeah. So now you got Justin Jefferson. He might be the best of the lot. All I know is he got six catches, 117 yards of the 195 passing yards. So I don't know. He's a gamer. Justin Jefferson, to me, is a player that you can win with uh, week in and week out. Yeah, no question. We love him. Bobby has excellent footwork. You know, uh, Justin was a late qualifier. Uh, he came to camp. Absolutely love him. Here's another one of these guys that are three stars. But you know what? We don't pay attention to the stars. Three, four, or five stars. We trust our own evaluation. This guy's a heck of a receiver. Just like DJ Chark was a three-star. But, you know, we – Right. We trust our own evaluation, and this guy is going to be one heck of a football player. LSU coach Ed Ogeron, can you provide us with an update on Christian Fulton? Do you think he'll be out longer than just the Rice game? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't expect him back. Uh, I don't expect him back anytime soon. 
hopefully we can get them back to a bowl. Now, Coach O, how do you get up a team uh, that's only won one game? Do you just tell them, uh, listen, uh, you got to be take pride in your, uh, your craft and what you're doing, no matter who you're playing, that uh, are you winning, play in and play out? Is that the approach with Rice and obviously yeah. a big game with Texas A&M uh, to yeah. end uh, conference play in the season? Yeah, well, we got a lot to play for, and uh, these guys are smelling it, Bobby. Uh, they're saying that we can end up with one heck of a season, one of the best seasons they've had around here in a long time. But you know what? I think the biggest motivator is our last game in Tiger Stadium. Uh, we got 18 great seniors, and I'm sure there's some juniors that are going to be going early. It's the last time that they're playing in Tiger Stadium. That's enough right there. And uh, I'll be honest with you, we have one of our best Tuesday practices today. Our guys are ready to go. We have a tremendous character about this football team. So I don't see a letdown on that. In fact, I see our guys playing one of our best games on Saturday. LSU coach Ed Ogeron, we'll let you run. Thanks for the time, certainly, and uh, good luck Saturday against Rice. Hey, man, anytime you want a coaching job, just let me know, man. Oh, oh, hey, 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 Junior, the only thing is just too much work. I, 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 I well, kind of like the radio gig. Yes, there's not that many hours. <laughs> okay, man. All right. All right, LSU coach Ed Ogeron. <laughs> that was good stuff there. Offering a bear a job coaching. Bobby's like, are you kidding me? Bobby said, I'm not working yeah. past four hours a day. Yeah, I mean, plus, no, look, Bobby works more than four hours I know, a day. I know. The, the point, though, is that I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to do that either. I wouldn't want to give up a radio gig for coach. That's a lot of demand. Man. Let me tell you something, man. Coaching, if people don't understand this, man, people don't, don't really understand how demanding coaching is. Whether you're coaching on a junior high level or NFL level, it doesn't matter. They put it all put in the same amount of work and same amount of hours, and you have to have a solid background behind you to support you at home. If you don't, it's going to be very difficult. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870 here at the campus of LSU. Getting you set for the Tigers and the Rice Owls tonight in Tiger Stadium. We're in front of the Athletic Administration Building. 18 seniors will be honored tonight. It is senior night, and, mm-hmm. of course, uh, a lot of the younger players, the freshmen, are going to get opportunities to play. Uh, it's expected that LSU is going to be uh, comfortably ahead of Rice at some point in this ballgame, whether it's in the uh, second quarter, third, or fourth. That will determine ultimately how much those younger guys get to play tonight. But uh, a big night for, for everybody. Uh, in particular, uh, it's the last home game in Tiger Stadium of the of the year. It's our last trip out here, you and I, uh, yep. Tiger Tailgate on campus of LSU. And we're starting to see the crowd pick up a little bit. And It doesn't have the fervor and the energy that it had a couple weeks ago when the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide was here and when Georgia was here early in the year. But you know Tiger fans are going to come out. Uh, they, they know it's at stake, and they know it's an opportunity for their football team to score uh, their ninth victory of the season and potentially yep. get to 10 next week against Texas A&M. And if you had to summarize, if you had to grade this season to date, how, what grade would you give the LSU Tigers? You know, it's it's weird because, I mean, you have to – if as a whole, I would give it a B, probably a B plus, right at a B, in between – uh, just a, a flat B. How flat about B. that? Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's certain sections and 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 you know uh, segments of the, the the seasons that could have been a little bit better on what we're doing offensively as far as total offense. I think could be better. Um, but you know to go from what we or what people in in in, in national media thought we would be to go to being what we are now, man, we're we're a powerhouse. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I mean, we may not put up the firepower as far as numbers are concerned and things like that, but people legitimately are afraid or, or really concerned about playing us right now. Citadel uh, scored 17 points against number one Alabama. They had some fun on Twitter trolling Mississippi State and LSU saying 
it's not that hard. They at least uh, were happy to score. They lost well, fifty to seventeen to I mean, when, Alabama. When you run a triple option like that, you're going to score points. Yeah. People don't even defend the triple option no more. So let's go ahead and, and, and troll them a little bit, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> who runs the triple option these days? Citadel. The, the service academies, which Citadel kind of is. Um, yeah, it all is. All the service academies do. Uh, they run it because that's the only way they can compete, though, Herb. I mean, they're not getting the the, the, the top, you know, the top recruits, and the, off, the offensive linemen are two hundred and fifty pounds and. You know, they got a tight end that's probably 220, 210. The running backs are 190. Quarterbacks probably 5'9 and you know can run like a deer, but they really <laughs> can't really throw. Yeah, no, I know. I understand that, and, and that's fine. But still, at some point, you could try to adapt a little bit and, and do something because Georgia Tech still runs that option. They run a triple you know, option. They run, they run the same thing. They run a triple option, and they're going to run it until the, the end of the third quarter, then they'll throw that first pass. It's <laughs> <laughs> like John Curtis in, in, in football, in high school football, that, They'll, they'll lull you to sleep running inside veer, yep, inside veer, inside veer. Over your head. Then they're going to pop it over your head. That's yep. right. Tiger tailgating. We're going to visit with Tiger details this hour as well. Not sure if it's going to be Sam Spiegelman or Jimmy Smith. We'll find out next here on WWL. Looking around college football scoreboard. Georgia on top of UMass, 14 nothing. Alabama beat the Citadel earlier, 50-17. Ohio State survives a scare <laughs> from Maryland, 52-51 in overtime. Florida. Dominates Idaho 63-10. to Penn State taking down Rutgers 20-7. to Middle Tennessee State given number 17 Kentucky a good game. They fall, though. The Wildcats prevail 34-23. to I like seeing Kentucky all of a sudden, who is predominantly thought of as a basketball team, having a good year. I mean, they're going to finish in the top 25. Yeah, they got one of the better coaches and, and, and some really good athletes, and they're doing pretty well right now. Hopefully they can keep that up. Mississippi State 52, Arkansas 6, <laughs> Northwestern 24. Minnesota 14, Oregon State and Washington set to play later on tonight. Let's catch you up on some of the scores of the games currently in progress. Michigan 3, Indiana nothing there in the second quarter of that ball game. Boston College, Florida State tied uh, in the second quarter, 11-36 remaining in that, in, in that first half. West Virginia on top of Oklahoma State with 13-30 remaining in the second quarter, 21-7. Notre Dame all over Syracuse at halftime, 20 to nothing. Utah State 20 to 17 currently in the fourth quarter over Colorado State. Colorado, the Buffaloes down 30 to 7 to 19th ranked Utah in the fourth quarter as well. Phone lines are open at 504 260 1870. Text 870 870. Herbie Christian here on Tiger Tailgate. LSU takes on Rice tonight. Will they yep. cover the 44 point spread? Uh, we talked about Grant Delpit. Also, uh, what about this receiving core going forward? How, how big. Is it for them to have a good couple of games here down the stretch and in the bowl game to prove that they, this offense can take that next step next year with Joe Burrow in his second season at the helmet quarterback? I think it's huge for self-confidence and moving forward into next year or really into the spring. Um, you know, because here's the thing. I mean, those guys went into this season with expectations about themselves. And have they lived up to it? I don't know. But I can tell you that uh, if you look at the total offensive um, – uh, position and where we are at number 90 it doesn't seem like they have um they've made a few big plays here and there um but it hasn't been consistent enough and i think that's in partly due to also the type of offense that we're actually running and what we were trying to do and kind of what les miles oh, i'm sorry not les miles coach o said about moving forward as far as not uh, having the confidence or or you know kind of losing our swagger a little bit with the uh with our offense after that georgia game but you know, you know, it's it's we're gonna have to take a long look and see what we're gonna do offensively, how we want to move forward. Because just like Jeff said, with getting you know John Emery a five-star running back doesn't mean 
that the offense is going to just automatically click and move forward. Because John may not even play next year. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Even though he's one of the better ones, I mean, he may he may come in and not be that guy that you think he's going to be. But we all hope that he is. But, you know, you just never you think know. think and believe that he is. Right. But you, you still have to have a quarterback, though. That's going to – what makes a great back is a, is a, is a quarterback – that can at least offset it, if that makes sense. Helps him out by, by you know, throwing some passes here and there so we can get the defensive backs and the, and, the, and the linebackers to kind of back up off the line of scrimmage a little bit. Same thing goes with what makes a good quarterback is a good running back that can put some pressure on the defense so they can kind of focus on that. And so the quarterback can have a little bit of, uh, of time to get rid of the ball. So, um, but, you know, I think, I think ultimately we can get better at quarterback. Um, I think we will. Um, I think with two of the new guys that are going to be coming in, um, as far as recruits are concerned, I think, I think, you know, I just, in my gut feeling, I think, you know, maybe not next year, but the following year, we'll see a really new face, fresh new face at LSU playing quarterback in a different style that we've seen in a long time. Do you think this year has put LSU back on the, uh, the map in terms of being one of the top programs in the country? Recruiting wise? Yes. Um, and I think that we still have a little ways to go to be looked at seriously nationally as a contender i think we know we can contend but you know you know game day came down here but none of them you know picked us you know not one if one of them would have picked us and yeah i'd say yeah you know we, we're kind of there we're getting to that point but we're not there yet we, we, we we've seen that game when we played against alabama how far we are away from that i think a lot of teams a lot of schools are that far behind alabama though i agree with you. i agree I, I mean it's just it's one of those deals where you look at it and you go Alabama's there. They're up here. Everybody else is behind them. And I don't know how good that is for college football. I really don't. You know, because what's my heartburn with the NBA is that the Golden State Warriors are loaded and we all know that they're going to win the, the, the championship again this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's good for college, college football. I don't know what they can do. They can't really do anything about it. But Nick Saban has just, has just put the screws on everybody in terms of recruiting. He can, he can beat you. He can come into anybody's backyard and, and steal a recruit or two. They've got the best program in the country. And um, they're going to be there until Alabama will be in that running. They'll be a top five team or a number one ranked team, probably until Nick Saban says, "All right, I'm done. I don't want. I don't want to do this anymore." No, I agree. I agree. But what the one thing that Nick does do though is he surrounds himself with the right coaches mm-hmm. that buy into his philosophy as well, but also into you know he buys into what they're doing also. So you know, and, and it's the way that he runs his program. If you can get another guy or any other coach to run his program similar to that, then they'll have a lot of success, as well as Nick Saban's done. Um, Dabo Sweeney is one guy at Clemson who I think he's one of the best coaches in college football, and he knows exactly how to get the best out of the guys, and he's just a natural good guy. You know, when you listen to him speak after the game, he, he speaks on some really heartfelt things, and, uh, and you know, you can see why the guys like him a lot and why guys he gets some of the recruits that he gets. So, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's right just underneath. Nick Saban, if you will, is one of the best coaches. Well, you know, he's going to be – he's likely to be the successor to Nick Right, at, yeah, because he, he, he went to Alabama, Alabama when I was playing uh, at LSU. He was at Alabama. Um, so, I, I, I know. And, you know, the weird part about it is what he's built at Clemson, is is he really going to go there? Uh, you know, money talks. You know, money talks. Yeah, don't get me wrong. of course. Or do you, do you leave Clemson, which you've built, to go to Alabama to, to be a successor and then have the pressures of having to live up to – being the next Nick Saban, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's all your alma mater, so I, I can see why you you would be tempted 
tempted, along with a lot of money. Tempted, yes. The money is going is going is going to say it all. But I mean, look at Scott Frost right now. Do you think he's happy where he is? No, I doubt it. Hundred percent. They they still. I think they they believe in him, but it's going to take a a couple years before. He gets to the point of where he had with UCF. Or that's where he was yeah, at UCF. So, you know, it's, I mean, he's it's going to be tough for him. But I don't know. It, I guess to each his own, and I think that the money's really going to talk for Dabo to go back to Alabama. Yeah, we're probably a ways away overthinking that one a little bit. But well, uh, nonetheless. Nick Saban's going to be coached until he's 135 years old. Well, I think if there's a human being on this planet that can somehow <laughs> sustain um, that type of to, life. To live <laughs> to be 135, yeah. it would be Nick Saban because I really think, I really do believe he is the um, he's the emperor from Star Wars. Like he's he's got eternal life. He's like Yoda, you know. He, he can shoot fi- he can shoot fire out of I mean not fire lightning out of his fingertips. He's 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 the. It seems like he can do that, right? Yeah, everything I mean, he touches turns into whatever he wants it to. Uh, he's uh, it doesn't he's, he's like a Sith Lord. He and Bill Belichick are both Sith Lords. <laughs> All right, we'll step away and come back. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. Next, here on Tiger Tailgating on WWL. Back here on Tiger Tailgating in front of the Athletic Administration Building on the campus of Louisiana State University, Ty, uh, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. We welcome in now Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. And Jimmy, uh, LSU Rice, senior night. That's about all we can say about this matchup. I say that kind of talking <laughs> to you. Yeah, quite the drop-off from uh, some of the experiences we've had this year on campus, right? Georgia, yeah. Alabama, and now Rice. Yay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, look, on TigerDetails.com, you, you kind of you pinned a, uh, five things to watch, if you will, uh, LSU and Rice, five things you need to see. Uh, what was number one on your list? Well, look, honestly, creativity on offense, right? Um, mm-hmm. O said some things this week that kind of kind of scared me a little bit. But, again, we got to take what he says sometimes with a grain of salt because, you know, he's a coach. He's full of cliches and so on and so on. But, he said he'd like to see things simplified, and, and i got to be honest, unless he's talking about verbiage and, and player personnel rotations and, and things of that nature, uh, I mean, this looks like a pretty simple offense. So um, you would like to see them kind of open things up earlier in the year, say against SLU and teams of that nature to kind of uh, develop the passing game. But here we are um, approaching the 11th game again against Rice. If, if, you, if you're going to do it, now's the time, right? Yep. Yeah, and you're going to see a lot of younger players – Jimmy, you know this roster really well. Some of the younger players that you could see tonight once this hand, uh, once this game, if this game, and it should get out of hand at some point. But uh, who are some of the younger players to keep an eye on? Some of the next rising stars, if you will. Yeah, I mean, this new redshirt rule allowing guys to play uh, four games and still being able to take a redshirt um, should mean for a lot of guys, a lot of true freshmen, to, to be able to touch the field uh, towards the back end of the season, especially with a game like Rice, you would think. So, uh, defensively, I'm looking for guys like Devin Cotton from Evangel. Um, they need a guy that's a little more uh, disruptive, a guy that can kind of penetrate and shoot some gaps and, and, and make some plays and on the edge in the, in the running game, and I think he could be the guy that, to do that. He's been recovering from a knee injury, um, so not sure where he's at in that recovery. Uh, they keep things pretty hush-hush as far as injuries are concerned, but if he's ready to go health-wise, I think now would be a good time to see what he could bring. Uh, Damone Clark, a linebacker prospect from Southern Lab, who's, I mean, an athletic freak. This kid's 6'3", 235 pounds, can run like the wind, played a lot of safety. I uh, don't know if he's ready yet as far as reading his keys and, and playing in the trenches, but uh, I'd like to see him get some touches as well. And on offense, you've got guys like Jamar 
Chase and, and Terrace Marshall have seen the field a lot. They haven't had a bunch of opportunities. I think uh, we should see them quite a bit throughout the second half of this game and give them an opportunity to really uh, stack up some catches to see what they can do uh, when they're given the chance. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. Jimmy, uh, a little off subject here, but looks like the LHSAA is at it again, man. Three uh, three yeah. lady basketball players suspended from uh, ruled ineligible, the coach as well, for an entire calendar year at Walker High School, and this one – Looks again like there's some conflicts of interest in the investigation. Yeah, and I saw you tweet about that, and, and I mean that's that's if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Denham Springs High School is the one that's um, you know making the allegation, correct? And the person yes. heading the investigation is a former administrator for Denham Springs. Uh, potentially, it, it, potentially, it yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that just sounds uh, like a huge conflict of interest right there. And it just makes you wonder, like, I mean, how can they not view this going in by, by electing this guy to lead an investigation or be a part and not recuse himself like we see in so many other types of, of, of proceedings? Um, I mean, just perception alone, do they just not care? You know, it's really worrying, worrisome and struggling as a parent uh, who hopes that his kids are, are a part of Louisiana high school sports uh, moving forward. You know, it really worries me. Um, you know, I move a lot. I have a few properties. I'm hoping to acquire more in the future. Am I going to have to worry about my kid having to sit out years and so on? Every parent, every parent should be concerned when they're hearing these things that you're reporting on. And kudos to you uh, for staying diligent and, and really trying to shine a light on this thing because so many kids have been wronged in the past. It's that important. We'll get back to yep. LSU and Rice here after the break with Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. Herbert Christian, Tiger Tailgating here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Along with Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. Yep. And, uh, Jimmy, big commitment from John Emery to LSU during the week. Um, how significant is that? How did how did LSU flip him? Yeah, just diligence, really. Um, you know, they've been – they when he committed to Georgia, he said he felt like he could have been recruited a little harder by LSU. Well, that just caught the ears of Ed Orgeron, and that's not something he wants on his record. So – uh, they dug in deep and just rode him and rode him. And every chance they had to be able to, to, to visit him at school or watch his games, they were there. He was getting texts daily. And, uh, and I think as the season progressed, he got to see the need is greater at LSU for a dynamic back than Georgia, who has uh, basically a quarter of the future NFL starters on its roster right now. So, um, you know, I think he mm-hmm. just decided that was the best opportunity, business decision, and – gets to stay home, and they kind of align. And, and, uh, so it worked out in LSU's favor. Jimmy, who's the next big recruit to, to you know, that LSU can flip or gain um, after gaining John Emery? Yeah, I think the, the next one here that's lining up is this kid, Jay Ward, a cornerback out of South Georgia uh, that Corey Raymond identified. Uh, he was committed to Kentucky, didn't hold a lot of big offers, um, Corey Raymond got in on him. Kid just happened to love LSU growing up and wanting to play defensive back at LSU, so that seems to be working out well. He recently visited, but without his mom. His mom wants to be there on hand before he pulls the trigger. They're caught in a playoff run right now in high school in the state of Georgia. Uh, but one, once that clears up, uh, I say give it anywhere from one to three weeks, and he'll be on campus with his mother, and I think he's going to pull the trigger. And Since LSU offered, Ohio State's come in. Uh, a bunch of the premier programs around the country are, are starting to look, uh, you know, because when Corey Raymond offered somebody, 
Um, that guy's usually a baller. And, and, and so it caught a lot of people's attention, and now everybody's wanting a piece of it. But I think he's pretty locked in LSU. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. On a, another recruiting note, Jimmy, I was talking to Andrew Robinson uh, and, and Drew Robinson last night after L, uh, Hanville lost to uh, to Zachary, and you know, they, they, they're going to wait till the, the early signing period is over. That's where guys, that schools mm-hmm. are going to come in and be able to say, all right, we didn't get this guy. This is the guy we were hoping to get. And then they can go find a guy like Andrew Robinson as a bit of a fallback plan. That wouldn't be too bad. No, it's it's, it's really a smart move. The guys that are still available, uh, their value in stock increases drastically um, once December 20th passes. Um, schools reshuffle their board. Everybody gets a surprise or two on signing day, it seems like. Uh, and so there will be a lot of people scouring, looking for uh, the next guy. Unfortunately for Andrew, he's only got a, uh, a few games on his resume, right? So there's not a huge sample size to look at for a senior year. But if you go back into his film, uh, you see what, what kind of uh, player this kid really is. And statistically, everything, I mean, he really lit it up throughout his career. So I think he, he'll probably get some takers from January into February that'll, that'll start to surface. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. And I, I really hope it works out for him. And somebody's going to get a steal. Whoever decides to take that chance, you and I have talked about it before, uh, Christian, whoever takes that chance is, is really going to strike gold. Uh, that kid's a, a winner. He's a leader. Even if he doesn't become your starting quarterback, he makes your team better. Uh, so he's definitely got a lot of value, and somebody's going to take a shot on him. He's going to make some coaches second-guess themselves once he's having success at the D1 level. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. Sit tight. Coming back after our CBS and local news headlines, Tiger Tailgate rolls on. About a half hour to go here before we hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network here on WWL, AMFM.com. 